God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Faith and Family Cruise, if you're enjoying yourself, can you make some noise? Yes. Did anybody get off the island today to, to go to Jamaica? Yes. I just sat around and ate. Can I give you those, Shashi? I was out there, but I got nervous because that sun was so good, and I wanted my foundation to still match my skin Hallelujah. tonight. You want to so talk about things not matching. I had matching. to put the big hat on, yeah. This African at the top started separating from the Indian down at the bottom. I said, oh, it's time to go it's inside. It's time to go inside. The saints going to see I'm lying out here. Listen, this is Dr. Need. If you guys don't know, Dr. Need is your new best friend in your head. Ah. She's everything. Can you all help me just welcome her? Thank you. Thank you. She's going to be co-hosting with me in addition to my sister, Cora Jakes Coleman. Coleman. You know who that is. Coleman. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, you are attending a live podcast. The Woman Evolved podcast is something that I do actually on Facebook Live every Tuesday, and then it posts to all of our platforms, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and we've got like hundreds of thousands of downloads, and I'm going to be honest with you. For me, the podcast is kind of like bait, because we get to talk about hot topics, we get to have advice, and then I get to leave people with an inspirational word, and I've had people who heard the podcast, had maybe stopped going to church, didn't have anything to do with God, heard the podcast, fell in love with it, started coming to our conferences and events and have been like sold out, rededicated their lives to God. And so for me, it's amazing. For me, the podcast is really just a point of connection. And so we thought it would be cool if we invited you all to be a part of the podcast format. It's going to be really fun and exciting. So I want to ask you guys to kind of like, you know, let your hair down and and think outside of the box. We're going to cover some hot topics. We're going to celebrate some people in the news, give some advice and just have an overall good time. Deal? Deal. Deal. Okay. So um, one of the first things we ask on the podcast... Have you been drinking your water, minding your business, and moisturizing your edges? Let me tell you why that's important. All important. Because life tries you sometimes. Oftentimes. And sometimes when life tries you, you're not drinking your water. You're not not taking care of your edges. But most importantly, you're not minding your business. I don't know about you. But I am an official member of Mind Your Business Ministries. It's one of my favorite churches. I love everything (laughs) that we stand for. But, you know, I have had to mind my business while being on this cruise because I needed to take time to just, like, really figure out who I am again. Mm. Sometimes you are so busy minding other people's business that you literally don't have time to mind your own business. And so I want to give you all a license to not just mind your business on the cruise. Ah, I feel a word coming. Uh, I want you to mind your business as a new normal even when you get off of the cruise. If that's going to be your commitment, can you make some noise? If that's your word... It's my right now word. We want to get to know some of you all, Court. Can you find someone and ask them, are they minding their business? Are they drinking their water? Well, you know I'm I'm coming to this Sunday hat. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, Hallelujah. Oh, 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 o
Hallelujah. Oh, you got to tell us where you're from, where you come is it, from. Wait, but wait, is it throwback? It's a is throwback. It's a throwback outfit. It's a throwback. Right. Come on, throwback. It's a throwback. 1988 Church of God in Christ convocation. Come on, somebody. November throwback. That's yes. what that is. I was there. Amen. Yes. Tell us where you're from. St. Louis, Missouri. Hallelujah. St. Louis. Have you been drinking your water, minding your business, and moisturizing your edges? Do you have edges? <laughs> yes, I She's been doing all of that. Hallelujah. It's Covering the edges with the hat. Huh? Glory. Glory to your name. Protective. It's nothing wrong with not having edges. Sometimes life gets the best of Sometimes you. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Everyone knows about micro braids and how well, it had a hold of our edges for about 10 to 15 long, years long. There, wow. there was a season. There was a season was where a micro braids, a work of the enemy, it if was. you ask me. He had his way for a came while. for your follicles. Yeah. That's all right. For or sure. Can you find anyone else minding their business and drinking their Who water? Who else has been minding? their business, mm -hmm. huh? That wants to speak on it, huh? Uh -huh. A revelation about minding your business. Now, listen, Red Team. <laughs> You've got to participate or you'll get called out in the city and in the field. My God. Hallelujah. Okay, I will call you out. Core, just go on. Go for it. Now, we here okay. now. Come on and tell us where you're from, ma'am, and, and where you come from and how you're here. And you don't have any throwback on, but, you know, God is able. Here. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Woo -woo! My name is Penny Chambliss. <laughs> and I came by, um, I'm here with my friend. We attend church together, and this is my first cruise, and I am Ooh. absolutely enjoying myself. Beautiful. And she is minding her business, and she's drinking her water, and her edges are laid. You better. All right. Okay. Okay, so here's a rundown of the podcast. We're going to break this up into four segments, okay? I'm going to introduce each segment and explain it to you. The first one is called Rescue Eve. I call it Rescue Eve because God and I had a conversation about Eve, and he got me right on together. Um, I don't know about you, but I said to myself, when I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to Eve. I'm going to pull Eve to the side, and I'm going to remind Eve that she had one job, <laughs> And one because job. she didn't do her one job, the rest of us suffered for thousands upon thousands of years. Even unto now. But then God told me that you can't be petty in heaven, which was really quite a newsflash for me. <laughs> and disappointing. I, I had a long list of people I needed yeah. to talk to off of Golden Gate Boulevard. Um, but so God told me that I couldn't judge Eve because there have been so many times where I knew better and didn't do better. And so I call this segment Rescue Eve because we see people in the news who know better but aren't doing better. And instead of dragging them or talking badly about them like they do in the news and culture, we try to rescue them from the headlines. Now, sometimes it can be a little challenging because people haven't been taking their vitamins. And they do things that we don't always understand. But we're going to try in this room tonight to rescue some people. And so I'm going to read this story, and I just want to remind all of you that God has saved us, rescued us yes. many times. Amen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hallelujah. What we got? We're going to try and rescue T.I. Mm. T.I.? No. All right. <laughs> T.I. is a rapper who is recently in the news because he has admitted to taking his daughter to annual female doctor appointments, gynecologist appointments, to check to make sure her hymen is still intact, to 
the so-called virginity test has been both debunked and denounced by medical professionals, but T.I. admitted on a podcast called Ladies Like Us that this is a part of his birthday ritual with his daughter who was 18 years old to make sure that she is still a virgin. Mm. Who wants to rescue? Now, something to be considered Mm -hmm. is as completely inappropriate as this is and such a violation, I think it does stand to have a conversation about parenting and where are the limits, what's too far, what's control, and what is just beyond um, just respect and, you know, personal boundaries in the household. And I think that, you know, I don't know that I can rescue him. What do you think, Dr. Anita? I'm not on the rescue team for this. I think this is a major boundary violation and really even rises to the level of a sexual abuse because that is not a space for a father to be in with his daughter. It violates that. And, you know, that scene, do you remember the Tina Turner movie? Tina? I do. There's I a do. scene in there yeah. where the same thing happens, where they allow this woman to come in to see if she's still a virgin. And you see what a violent act it is. Even if this doctor's appointment isn't a violent act, it is a violation mm. yes. of this young woman's body. And so I, I, I don't have a lot of rescue in me for, for is this. Is anyone else not rescuing? Agreed, I'm not rescuing them the either. I'm not sending them nothing. Anybody else? Nothing. <laughs> Can you, you have to. Don't you have, have to, a rescue If you don't want to rescue, put your hand in the air. Don't want to rescue. Okay, Core, let's get some feedback from our. Do want to rescue. Who wants to rescue? Who thinks he should be. Re- so then when we said who don't want to rescue, okay, all of y'all should have raised your hand. Okay. Participation. Of course, somebody waving back there. there. She's it's burning in her spirit to release okay. this word. You want to you want yes. to rescue? I see a quickening. Yes. What you got to say? It's you burning. want to rescue? Okay. I think it's a violation for a father to take his daughter to a GYN appointment. I think that's the mother's job. So you don't want to rescue? I want to say that that needs to end. That's it needs to stop. Yes. Yes. No rescue here. No rescue. <laughs> no rescue. Okay. Hallelujah. No rescue. Yes. No okay. rescue. Yeah, I want to rescue. She, she wants to rescue. Okay. Come on. Um. Well, I'm Deborah from Roanoke, Virginia. Hey. Okay. I was accused over and over again from the age of eleven on up because now I know. Uh, my parent could only do what was given to her. Okay. So she was accused, probably abused, and was out there. Every time I would come in the house with grass in my hair, oh, you've been with a boy. You know, I wished I knew about this exam. So I could tell my mom to take me. I'll prove it to you. But see, you would have told your mother and not your father. I think Dr. To Anita, take you. We're going to let Dr. Anita say yeah. something about that. And, and I think, and the challenge there is that this test is not accurate. There's really no way to 100% tell if somebody's a virgin or not. And the test isn't accurate, but the pain that I hear, even in what, of what you shared, sister, 
tells me that this is, this is not a good thing, that we don't need to be wrestling with and accusing our children and demanding information from them. Our goal is to build a relationship with our children that is based on trust, where they feel safe enough to tell us what's going on in their lives, and then we choose to believe them unless we have a real reason not to. So this kind of demand for information is emotionally abusive, and the way it's going about it is physically and sexually abusive as well. And it leaves trauma. This, uh, this young woman, I think she has some trauma that she's going to need to work through. And so people who have experienced this, maybe mm -hmm. they're here and this is bringing up, like our, our sister from Roanoke, this mm -hmm. is bringing up memories. What are some tools, some resources that mm -hmm. we can begin to give people who are triggered anytime they see stories like this, yeah. of this parental, maybe emotional, mm -hmm. and in some cases, physical abuse? Well, definitely, if it's a, particularly if it's a secret, if you're being triggered right now by something that's still a secret, I encourage you to connect with someone you love, who you know loves you, your best friend, a, a sibling, a spiritual mother, and tell your story to them because just talking about it can decrease the amount of trauma that we're experienced. And if that doesn't resolve it entirely for you, I definitely encourage you to go and find a counselor. I am a licensed therapist and a preacher, so they are not mutually exclusive, um, that you would go and talk to someone who can help you heal because Absolutely. there's some healing work to be done. You want to rescue, mother? You don't want to rescue. She wants to rescue. My name is Willie Mangram, and I'm an old lady. I'm a mother. But, you know, we talk about fathers that don't have anything to do with their children. And here's a daddy that is trying to help his daughter. So, so he wants her to be a virgin. Where's the mother? Where's the mother? I mean, how did, you know, how did this even happen? Suppose there was no mother. But, you know, we all want to talk about these daddies who don't do nothing, who don't participate in our children's lives. And so he want to make sure no man like him is abusing. Like him. And that's the problem. Like yes, him. mother. Uh -huh. I hear you. Mm -hmm. She rescued and threw a little shade. And I at, like at that. At the same time. I like that, mother. That a... You did good. I agree. Wow. Yes, you want to rescue or don't want to rescue? Don't want to rescue. Um, didn't you say she was 18? 18. So she can consider um, an adult at 18 for a female, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. So why is he worried about what, you know, I mean, she should keep her version anyway, she but however, she she's an adult. Virgin. She is indeed an adult. She say she's still at home going to school. That's his daughter. He still pay the bills and she ain't on her own. Yes. She may be grown, mm. but she not grown grown. Yes. Mm. Court, mm. that section... I can't grown grown. Hold on, mother. Let me get past here. You. Look, mother got on red cowboy boots. Y'all should be, y'all should be back here. Mother note. sharp back here in her red. I like you, girl. You looking good tonight. Hi, my name is Neva Henry, and I want to rescue. Um, he's not a single parent. He has a wife or someone. So instead of allowing him, sometimes as a single, as the father or the mother. We don't know no better. So that's what the other side is supposed to step in and say, hey, that's not your place. So in case he didn't know that was a violation, his wife should have stepped in and said, nah, babe, that ain't a good look. Yeah. So he, sometimes ignorance, you know, we don't know no better. You got to other half to say, hey, that's not right. 
So I'm going to rescue. The other half should have stepped in and said, we ain't doing that. That's so we all. chop it up to ignorance. Yeah. That maybe it's an ignorance that he had. You know, and who knows? Ignorance what... is bliss, mother. Yes, it is. <laughs> Court, come Listen, from over that section with you and mother. You and mother need to be separated over here. there. Y'all taking and over she's my got podcast. A glass in her hand as well. <laughs> you, oh, that's come making on, her even more great. That's water. Come on, Court. Come from over there. <laughs> you and Good mother. Thing. Core. Yes, that no. section is not for you in this season. <laughs> I not love anymore. it. Over, from over this there. This is my favorite section. <laughs> I'm coming back, Mother. She's not going to block me. <laughs> so the final answer is, are we sending floaties? No and, rescue. No rescue. You only got two out of several no's. Okay. So the answer is, did anyone change rescue, their mind? Rescue, raise I your hand. Your mother got her hand okay. high in the sky. No Has rescue, raise your hand. Did anybody change their mind after mother? Okay. So, no. Oh, somebody changed their mind. Anybody? No, you didn't change you their mind. You got to rescue too? That's fine. Okay. She wants to rescue as Hallelujah. well. Hallelujah. So my name is Patricia Hamlin, and I hail from um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Come on and hail from. Hail. Okay. So, so here's the thing. You initially made a definitive statement about staying in your own lane. And as a culture, because of the trauma of generations of slavery that don't get mitigated over a minimal amount of time, I find that the word of God instructs me to consider that I am my brother's keeper. And so at the end of the day, the ignorance that has been perpetrated because we didn't get what we needed continues to be a downward spiral. And when people want to stay in their lane and don't want to use their resources to help other people heal, then I think that we sustain our own problem. And so for me, rescuing him is a way to, to be what right looks like and to be able to step into his world and speak a different perspective so that he can rise above it and we as a people can heal together. All right. I think she's giving them the benefit of the doubt and I think that's lovely, but I don't think T.I. is a dummy. I want y'all to no, be clear. Cor, no, Cor, no, I'm no. saying, no, listen. I don't think that he is ignorant. I think that he knows exactly what he's doing and he's been doing it for several years and I don't feel like it's a, oh, I don't know that this is a violation to see your 18-year-old daughter get undressed in a doctor's office and get her breasts examined and, oh, and go through that type oh, of goodness. examination. Oh, you she's know that this is a, you know this is a violation. I want to move on to the next story. Can somebody rescue me? Yes, this is he says he goes into the room with her. Not what I had he in mind. He forced her to sign the Court, go back over there and talk to mother or something. This is okay. Court, listen. All right. can I we was move? just saying. All right, we just gonna let the Lord figure okay. that out go because to the some next things rescue. are too high for us, and His ways are He's not our ways. And his thoughts are not, not our yet. thoughts. He's, He's dying on. on the cross. Court, I'm moving back to the and the next let story. Let me go to the other the side. Next, no, the next story is next story. <laughs> the next story is on a lighter note. Yes, on a lighter on note. A lighter note. We would like to try and rescue Popeyes. Popeyes has been in the news. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Let's talk about chicken. Has chicken not solved things for us for generations after generations? Generations. Well, we have Honey, always had chicken. Just come home. I'm going to fry you some chicken we and everything is going to be right. From the okay, beginning. listen. A Popeye's owner has explained why there has been a, a photo surfacing of an employee making sandwiches on a trash can. Um, the Popeye's restaurants across the country have been overwhelmed by customers hoping to get their hands on a chicken sandwich. On, <laughs> on Friday, TMZ obtained images of an employee at Fairfax, Virginia, Popeye's scrambling to put together chicken sandwiches. But instead of using the counter, the employee decided to use a tray on top of a trash can as a work table. The makeshift station was in the customer's line of sight, resulting in a lot of questions. But the owner of the location is explaining that they had to get just under 100 sandwiches made, and they were trying to get the other meals out in a timely manner. There was no space on the counter, so the owner said that they improvised. The trash can was empty, and the employee was a recent higher um rescue hands up <laughs> i would like oh come I would like on to i would like to rescue him you're gonna I, rescue i'm, I'm tell us why i would like to I'm rescue um, you're rescuing because of these croakers first thing. of all at the point that you go into a popeyes or drive through in general you're taking a chance at your own risk yeah this you're is taking true. a chance this is true and you know in his defense in all transparency he did it where customers could see it listen okay. you have so an he option he didn't feel he had anything to hide honey listen his also i right. want to say thanksgiving is coming up and y'all need to not act like y'all ain't never dropped a stick of butter. Listen. And didn't have time to go back to the store Listen. and ask God the blessing yeah. Rinse to it break with some the hot drugs water. off of yeah. Listen, that hot water, you've never rinsed a layer. stick of butter and put huh. it in something. You know you done rinsed some butter. Now y'all want to act bougie like Popeye's was a five-star restaurant. Sis, it's Popeye's. It's Popeye's. He, it was clean. He put the tray on top of the trash can. It wasn't your grandmother's kitchen in the first place. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. He was I a new employee. <laughs> he was under pressure. He Honey, was improvising. Y'all fighting over these chicken sandwiches. Y'all not about to fight him because y'all chicken sandwich wasn't ready y'all gonna get it on this trash can come on get it um but that's me I'm that's with me you. i'm okay. with you so given that it. any rescues any rescues out here okay see mother back here oh, she you flowers her chicken mother. in dirty kroger bags and so There's that's nothing. what i was telling them last session is that you all fry you flour your chicken in dirty but the kroger thing bags is, i anoint my kroger bag before i put the flour in there who are you to say he didn't I went into the grease is 375 degrees. It kills all manners of disease and bacteria when go. I drop it in that oil. It's a refining First fire. First of all, does the oil not cleanse? I'm here as a living witness. That the oil will Stop. break anything Stop. off Stop of your yourself. life. Come on, don't act Stop. like you. No. Stop. Stop. No, all right, no. I'll sit down. It's not working all right. at all. It's Call not working back. at all. Call me back. She's you want to rescue. testimony. <laughs> Tell us why. Now, I'm Joanne. I'm from Philadelphia. Thursday's my birthday. Happy hey. early birthday. Come on, 60. Looking good. Got your legs and calves and toes out. Look at you. You know why? Because I don't eat Popeye's chicken. With all the, the poison that they put in, the additives that they put in that anyway. Poison. They could have did everybody some good by eat, fixing it on the trash can. Whatever was in it on the trash can you lost might me. have helped You lost me, Mother. Something. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Do you eat meat at all, Mother? 
Yes. Okay, I was just checking. Just was, not Popeyes. Not Popeyes. So it's easy okay. to rescue them because you don't eat from them. That's not helpful for not us helpful. tonight, ma'am. You don't eat fast food. You can't speak on fast Poor. food. No, she can speak into anything. That needs to motivate people to go home and cook. I oh. think that might have just let everybody know that what goes on in these places, maybe you need to go to the supermarket, get yourself oh. some organic chicken. Girl, we just don't I pay over my that own food. Popeye's chicken sandwich, I did, and it was Girl. blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Do you want to rescue? Okay. I want to rescue because I was in Popeye's when they opened one of the stores in Monroeville, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, opened the store. There were over 400 and some odd people there. They were all outside, all inside. The drive-thru was unbelievable. They told people to get out of the drive-thru and come inside for that new chicken sandwich. Yes, ma'am. And I'm going to tell you, they started out, they pre-cooked 150 sandwiches. It was a football day for Pittsburgh and the Colts. People came, a guy came you in and bought 100 of those chicken sandwiches, the first sale. So by that time, they were running behind. Do you work for Popeyes as well? I was like, there's a lot of data. <laughs> you got all. This is a lot yeah. of data. Is that system of commercial related to you? If they had to cook it, that, that, yeah. Because I stood in there an hour and 15 minutes along with other people to get a sandwich. Why? <laughs> and so you don't no, care where they No, make. I really, no. Can, can I? No. I really want to know why, why wait what? an hour and 15 no. minutes for a chicken sandwich. Or I really want to know. You can't ask that. The reason why? It's because it was something new. And everyone Hallelujah. was supporting each other yes. and became Hallelujah. a family during the time of distress. Hallelujah. It was unbelievable the way the people came together to wait on their sandwich. Yes! <laughs> the chicken sandwich brought the people together. They became a family in unity. In As one, we waited Honey. for hours Honey. together. Honey. Upper room experience. Poor. We won right together. Can you they ask one her? Chicken sandwiches Poor. are bringing reconciliation. Can you ask her, was the chicken sandwich worth the wait? Was the chicken sandwich worth the wait? Unbelievable. It was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> well, that's that. You want a rescue? Okay, come on and rescue. See, y'all didn't have your hands up for rescue. Now now that the pastors and the doctors done said they rescuing, y'all gonna rescue this chicken sandwich. I'm rescuing a chicken sandwich because I had the chicken sandwich. Okay. It was good. And I want you to know, I'm a witness because people were fighting over, look, the, st the, the employees were getting threatened. Okay, they would say, you had to have my sandwich ready. Okay. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, look, it got to be really serious, and I had to do an alternate. I had to make up my mind. Am I going to go to Popeye's? Because I was shopping for this cruise. Okay? Yeah. I was hungry. She and needed so, some fuel yeah, to get ready. Yeah, yeah so, so. Oh, my no, God. No, it was some, it was some, it was some. <laughs> situations and so I had to get something to eat so I chose churches oh now we done brought churches chicken in the mix yeah but okay I finally did get Popeye's chicken sandwich and it was off the chain 
The way gotcha. that y'all take the question and go down the road. Down the road. And then Listen, come this back chick, to this chicken sandwich is saving lives, honey. But she said it's bringing was in danger. reconciliation yes. okay. to the hearts of man. But she said it was off the chain as well. Yeah, mine was too that Does I made at home. Does anyone believe that Chick Fil A has a better chicken sandwich than Popeyes? Who? Chick Fil A. Who says Team Chick Fil A has a better chicken sandwich? Team Chick Fil A. You can say hallelujah because they're Chick-fil-A. Team Chick-fil-A, hallelujah. Who, who, said, who hasn't tried the Popeye sandwich? Okay, oh see? Y'all are still on the I'm going to sell them out line. my stateroom from 11 to 1. 11 to 1, I'm selling chicken <laughs> 11 sandwiches. To 1. 11 to 1, 11 first to come, 1. first serve. Yes, all right. They may be made off the trash can, but you'll get them. But you it's will fine. get them. Huh? It's fine. You will get them. <laughs> it's fine. The trash will be empty. It's the fine. The bag was clean. That's it. Okay. All right. So the next person I want to rescue is a woman who had the opportunity to take the high road mm. and decided to do something a little differently. Hmm. It says that a woman who was cheated on by her husband in order to pay him $7,500 by a divorce court made sure she got the last laugh. Pennsylvania farmer Brandy Lee took to Facebook to share how her former husband hooked up with her close friend and abandoned her with their two kids and two farms to tend to. Mm. Furious that her former husband betrayed her, but even read. more... Uh, did you hear me? I, I tapped did. In, I tapped into something. Come six, on. Six o'clock news read. Go ahead. <laughs> but even more <laughs> upset that she had to pay him, Brandy said she wanted to teach him a lesson and prove a point. Mm. With all intentions of paying her ex-husband, Brandy went to give him a very special delivery. Brandy went to the bank to get the $7,500, but all in coins. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it's awesome. Cora. I think it's, I think it's I fantastic. Think I'm with Cora on this one. Cora. It I is just petty enough. <laughs> it's just petty Cora. enough. Petty won't core remember. I agree. No petty. I'm saving her. No petty allowed in heaven. Oh, Cora. I'm rescuing her all the way. Dr. Nita. I, As it is in heaven. I'm with Cora on this one. Let it be on earth. Yes. I, I'm, a, I'm with Cora on this one. I, I'm, I rescuing say, I'm rescuing her. He done her. slept with her best friend, left her with two farms and kids by herself. Yes, you getting Cora, 7500 Dollars in coins, and, and, and she didn't throw the you coins through the window he, or break he anything. He wants to rescue. Okay. Yes. On that coin, it says, "It says currency that's that is good for all debts, public and private." She My was boy got paying the contract a contract language. It doesn't. The court order didn't say what kind of. Currency needed. It didn't it say what denominations currency. it had to be in. Said, all right. So actually, I don't think she needed rescue. Oh, you I, better. Because she didn't even do anything wrong in she the first place. She didn't do anything wrong, sis. That's what I'm saying. She didn't do anything wrong. Nothing. It could be argued. Money is money. <laughs> it could be argued that there's a higher road to take and that you don't do evil but for who evil. Believes I mean, that? who believes that? Somebody him the money. tell me she was wrong. <laughs> Somebody tell me, mother, Cora. mother, oh. mother, mother, tell me, oh. tell me what your thoughts are, mother, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are, mother. She, she did not do evil, she gave him the money. Yeah. Thank you, mother. That was not evil, she gave him the money. So it was in coins, and he had to go and 
you know, put it back in the paper money. That, that was his problem. But he had $7,500 in coins. There you go. You know, I think, it's, I think she did a great thing. I think she did a great thing! Well, Me too, mother. I think she did a great up. thing. He couldn't count it, no way. <laughs> no, to, to, oh, mother has more. Mother has more. She's going, her throwback is church service in 1970. Boots was what was happening. All right. 1970s church service outfit here. All right. Come from over I like there it. now. Throwback 1970 church service. Does anyone not want to rescue or everyone wants to rescue? Rescue. Unanimous rescue. Throw your hands up. Court, find me someone. Oh, she wants to rescue. She's got her hand up. She's waving right here. You want to rescue. Oh, here, talk to one of the fellows because we want them to be yes. included. Right there, right there. Well, I'm, I'm still standing on um, her side, though, with this right That's here. That's fine. Go ahead. Well, but I was going to say, I, I think... Um, in today's time, we're in 2019 going into 2020, that we've really become too sophisticated about all of this right here because for the older ones, as my grandparents would say, um, they, they would just be happy to get 7,500, whatever weight they possibly could get it, as, you know, just, just as she was saying. And, 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 and I've been told before that I act quite older than I am. And truthfully, I don't care what format it comes in, even like he's what currency it comes in. If there's a way to exchange it, I'm going to take the time out to be able to do it. Hallelujah. Yeah. I could tell by the way you said sophisticated that so, there was some type of... Listen, yes. I take 7,500 in coins right in any form. now. Right now. Today. Right now. Anytime. Leave it here. Listen, it deposits the same. That's all I'm saying. It, it deposits the same. Does anyone else want to defend our sister before we move on to the next section? This woman, this woman who gave this $7,500 Over coins. here. All right. Are you going to rescue or are you saying no? She should have been a better person. <laughs> as long as he got the I money. I think she right? was got a great money. person. She he still got his money. First of all, he didn't get hit. It wasn't assault. She you got the money. She, now, she took $7,500 of coin and went upside his head. This is a different That would have been a different story. But here, take but she it. did not count. Yeah. You and your girlfriend can count this money together. Right. How about that? How about that? <laughs> First Lady Michelle Obama say when they go low... You go high. I would have took the seventy-five hundred dollars in coins and dropped them on his lawn. Oh, you would have spread them out. Them on his lawn, okay? And made them look. Now, for not it. only are you going to need the seventy-five hundred, you're going to have to find it. Huh? <laughs> a little Easter egg hunt for you. That's another. You line. and your mystery. <laughs> huh? Get on Ooh. your knees and count this money in this grass. <laughs> That'll teach you. That'll teach you. That was a little tricky because when she started off with the Michelle Obama, you know, that I thought, yeah, she was I thought going, it was going yeah, a different too, way. But then she said the coins are going low. Because it could have gone another way. Hallelujah. I got it. I called it what she said in the spirit on the realm. Line, she said she okay. didn't do enough. This live podcast is brought to you by Native. 
If you're like me, you felt that making the switch to natural deodorant means sacrificing odor or wetness protection, but that is not the case with Native. Native has over 8,000 five-star reviews. It comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. My personal favorite is the coconut and vanilla scent. I love that Native is filled with ingredients I already know and love, like coconut oil and shea butter. Our listeners are getting 20% off their first purchase of Native. All you have to do is go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code EVOLVE during checkout. That's right, 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com and use promo code EVOLVE. Head on over now. You don't want to miss this amazing special. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So the next portion of the podcast is called Hail Mary, and it's when we take a moment to just acknowledge people who are doing incredible things in the news. Dr. Anita is going to read this story to us, and we're going to just celebrate what's happening all over the world. This is a wonderful story. So a Tennessee Court of Appeals judge is getting the admiration of thousands of people on social media after a viral video showed him holding the son of a law graduate being sworn in as a practicing attorney. The video was recently posted by a classmate of the woman who is the mother of a one-year-old, and he is seen bouncing on the hip of Judge Richard Dinkins. Juliana tells Yahoo Lifestyle that Dinkins felt her son should be included in the ceremony as he provided support for her throughout her pregnancy during her final semester at Belmont University College of Law. I think that is absolutely awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely awesome. Give that judge a round of applause. That's good stuff. Have you ever had someone who was in your life, maybe just for a season, that was like your supporting force that helped you just get over a hump when you needed it? Who's that person for you? Absolutely. When my husband and I first got married, I moved to his neighborhood. So I was alone. I didn't know anybody at church. And I was working on my professional education and wasn't really surrounded by people who were doing the same. But there was this one woman at his church who was the praise and worship leader. And she was a corporate exec and a bad, bad sister. And she reminded me to continue to be my myself, even in a new context. And so I needed her for those few years. or I might not have made it through my education at that time. So she was important to me. That's dope. One of the things that we did in the last show is we also wanted to ask you all, who are some people in your life who saw you through uh, maybe a tough time or situation so that we can take a moment and acknowledge them, whether they're here with you or maybe you can point them to the podcast later, tell them I think they'll enjoy it and then they'll get to hear those words. Is there anyone that you want to acknowledge? You can just lift your hand and Cor will... Oh, Oh, you're closer. Hold on. Yeah. Trying to get those steps in. Uh-huh. I, yeah, kind of, no. I'm kind of over the step thing today. <laughs> oh, cool, you want. All right, she's going to Oh, sorry, I walked right past you, baby. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm Pat Hamlin again, and I want to acknowledge um, a person in my life that when I got a diagnosis of cancer and was told to go home and get my house in order, that this man sitting beside me was right there with me. All right. And he walked me through every test. And every storm and all of the, the fears that bombarded my mind, and he lifted me up to a God who answers Hallelujah. and reversed the whole diagnosis, and I'm walking free of that dreaded disease, and I'm Amen. here to declare that God is a healer, and that when and he gives people into your life, they become medicine for you, mm. and they feed your spirit, 
and there's nothing like encouragement and someone who believes with you because two are better than one. Hallelujah. All right. And I salute this man, Mr. Ralph Hamlin, sitting next to me. All Come right. on, somebody. Come on and salute the salute man king. sitting next to you. I like it. I like it a lot. Or while you find the next person, she said something that I think is really worthy of writing down. She said, when you let people in your life, they're medicine. Yeah. And I think that people in relationships have the opportunity to either be medicine or poison. And sometimes you got to so ask true. yourself, if you're going to be giving me something, I want it to be medicine, something that makes me better and not makes me worse. Amen. Absolutely. Hi, my name is Lynette Long. I'm from Los Angeles County. I am a pastor now, but I remember years ago when I was going through, I was living in an abandoned building, mm. me and my four children, and we were trying to duck the rats and all of that, got in a great depression. And the pastor that, that I had knew, known, she was trying to find me. She did absolutely found me on 2nd and Main in Los Angeles. She came to the abandoned building. I'll never forget this, because I was at the place of just like distraught. And when she got to the building, she opened the door. She didn't even knock. She just opened the door. She saw me in the middle of the floor. And she came to me like, the devil is a liar. And she walked to me. She said, you getting up and you getting up now. She laid her hand on me. I laid out, hit the floor. She said, get up because you're getting up now. And when she said that, something broke. Mm. I ain't never been the same. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Get up and get up now. That's Come a word. on, honey. We got like the same type of thing going on. I got those two in my room, girl. Where your shoes at? Oh, over there. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Michelle from London, England. Um, I want to salute my mother, who I've brought here on the cruise. Because um, years ago, I will say about 10 years ago, I was married to a man who was accused of paedophilia and it broke my spirit. Mm. And um, I had a child at the time and he was later imprisoned and I, I suffered a lot from other people in the church who thought that I should have done something about it or I, sh I should have known and um, I had people spit at me in public. Mm. I had people put bricks through my house window. But my mother, who was a praying mother, she kept me through. And I'm here today to tell the story. And because of that, I ended up doing a TED Talk about it. And I just want to stand here and say, Mum, thank you. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome. You want to do some more? Up here. Okay. <laughs> that part. Listen, y'all working me today, huh? Course. Don't care about this watch, huh? For those of you in the balcony, course having to walk up several steps. Jesus. Which is not really her thing. It's keeping me, huh? He's no. keeping me. Wow, you're all the way back there. Back. back. Whoo, child. Make it long. <laughs> My name is Marie Dabney, and I'm from Sacramento, California. <laughs> and I wanted to say, um, I want to thank my husband, Edward Dabney, for being with me because I was diagnosed also with cancer. Uh, my stomach looked like I was 15 months pregnant. The doctor says they couldn't do no surgery. 
They couldn't do nothing. But my husband didn't stop. He went to every apartment with me and he asked all kind of questions. Until this doctor says, I found somebody to do a surgery. That was through prayer. They did the surgery, they took out a 10 pound tumor. Wow. And I am standing here today uh, because of the strength and the, and the, the hope that my husband gave me because he never gave up because he said he wasn't ready to lose his wife. Yeah. And he's going to keep pushing and pressing for me. And so I want to thank you. He's sitting right here on this scooter. Come on, Man. scooter husband. Got you through it. We're so glad that you're here and cancer free. Cancer free. We're claiming it Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus. And anyone else who's battling cancer, Amen. we're claiming that you are healed, that your cells will come into alignment with what God's stripes have already bore, Hallelujah. and that you will walk in a new healing, in a new body, in a new strength, in a yes. new power, yes, in a new grace, in a new anointing, and what the enemy planned to destroy in your body, God is going to reverse it, for I know the word says that what he oh, meant for on. evil, God God will turn it around for your good. Good reports. Good reports. Good reports in the name of Jesus. We're going to do this side first. You hold tight for me. Hold tight. Just one more because they're going to kick us out of here at the main stage. Okay. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm Lakeisha and I'm from Florida and I want to acknowledge my friend here. Yadira, Yadira Gill, I want to thank her twice. One, for coming with me, because I'm pretty sure she's my friend. She didn't even know who she was coming to see. So she received something that she didn't even know she was going to get. Women of influence, the other day I saw that. But originally, she came with me because I had a simple surgery was not so simple, and I went home thinking I was healing, and I really don't have much family. I don't, everybody's gone, my family. She came to visit me and saw me. I was like, I can't leave you like that. I, again, thought I was healing, but I had no color. And she took me, carried me into the hospital to the doctors, and they were like, you have no color, and they just basically, do you know you're dying? I did not know if she had not come and seen me on that couch because I never had a surgery before. I thought, well, maybe this is how you feel. And they said I would have been gone. So I thank God because she literally saved my life. I just want to say that and thank her for coming to celebrate my life with me, nice. with you. Nice. Amazing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Nothing like friends. Yeah. Nothing like them. Those are incredible stories. So we have one more Hail Mary. This is Jane Fonda, and then we're going to move to the advice section. So this moment from Jane Fonda, she was speaking at one of her now famous Fire Drill Fridays, which take place every Friday in Washington to promote discussion and urgent action around climate change. And she made a vow while speaking. She said, so you see this coat, Fonda said to the crowd gathered around her on Capitol Hill, grabbing her jacket by the lapels. I needed something red, and I went out and found this coat on sale. This is the last 
last article of clothing I will ever buy. The 81-year-old activist couched that she may need to buy something else, provided she'll likely live to 100, but she says that her new stance is inspired by Greta Thunberg and that she will never buy any article of clothing again. And I thought that was something. That's a serious promise. That is a serious promise. That's a Hail Mary for sure. Yeah, could you do that? No. No, I do bought you clothes think for the cruise. No, <laughs> I don't need to think about it. No, absolutely not. I couldn't okay. do it. Couldn't um, do it. Don't want to do it. I ain't even love, thinking I'd about maybe kind of do doing it. I'd love to do it, to but never I don't think buy I can. chucks again. What <laughs> do you mean? Chucks. I what tell you mean? what, the Saints wouldn't have had to buy clothes for the cruise until they said that they was going to have a pajama night, and that's when everybody <laughs> went scurrying, because they said the pajamas that we sleep in, we can't even no, walk around the no, bishop in. No, no. First of all, he's too uh-uh. anointed to see the pajamas mess around. See, these pajamas change his life, and he's not ready. <laughs> A bunch of onesies, a bunch of onesies are taking place. That's what we need. Does anyone think they can make that commitment to never buy an, another article? There's a woman over here who says she could do it. Yeah, she just, you put your hand up. She somehow. put her hand up, and then she put it down. I think she was second guessing. No, well, she but, didn't want you to come you put over it there up with once, the microphone. So I'm going to grab you because you put it up once. <laughs> she looks scared. It was a maybe, yes. Maybe. I could do it. <laughs> yes. what, what makes you think? Because I got a dress in my closet. My son is 28 years old, and it's still hanging in my closet. And I know I can do it. She got 28-year-old wardrobe in her closet right now. That's why she knows she can do it. 28-year-old clothes. Throw that dress away. (laughs) Throw it away. Give it to Goodwill. 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 Let it go. It's over. It's done. (laughs) You're not going to wear it. (laughs) It's been 28 years. (laughs) You're not going to wear it. You can't, Corey. If you ain't wore it by now, you ain't wearing it. You're never going to wear it. Poor, you can't. It's still good. It's still good. Poor, you can't tell, You can't have a garage later. sale on other people's behalf. Twenty-eight <laughs> years later. Okay. Throw that dress in the goodwill. Finding the perfect bra is not simply about size, and my friends at Third Love get that. Third Love uses data point generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with your size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Third Love has more than 80 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. The quiz is actually fun and takes less than a minute to complete. The best part of it all is that you can wear it, wash it, and put it to the test for 60 days. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com evolve now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com evolve for 15% off today. Advice. Let's move to the advice section so that Core can have a minute to, to not be herself for a minute. Oh, man. 
It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, so we've got two questions. And if you guys have any advice, we want you to chime into one of the things that make the podcast so special is it's just it's not just one person's perspective, but anyone who has life experience that can add to these comments. We definitely want you to be a part of it. So it says, Hi, Pastor Sarah. I hope my question reaches you before the season finale. I know you're always flooded with tons of questions on divorce and blended families. So here's my dilemma. And I hope you can give me some guidance. After being in a relationship for 10 years, dated for four and married for six, my husband and I have decided to divorce and it has literally ripped me apart. I have raised my stepdaughter since she was three months old and have made every effort to plan parties and have a great relationship with the biological mother. We still continue to have a great relationship and they both have agreed for me to continue the relationship. The dilemma is I've put so much work into showing my stepdaughter healthy relationships by always working with her mom, planning parties, and getting the family together, but her dad and I are in a weird place, and I'm not sure how to continue to show her this healthy adult relationship when I'm so broken and don't want to be around him. Help. So a bonus mom is going through a divorce and still wants to stay in touch with the child that she had in the relationship, even though, well, the stepchild, I guess, that was in the relationship, even though the husband and her are no longer together. But, you know, she did say something, Dr. Anita, that I think is worthy of us really taking a minute to dissect. She says, I'm so broken and don't want to be around him. And I think she's got to come to a place where she's healthy enough to be that healthy influence she has been in the daughter's life before even trying to figure figure out how she can fit in that person's life. If she's hurt, if she's angry and still working through things, then she herself isn't the healthy influence that she wants to be. And I think that's something that all of us can kind of take note of. Sometimes we want to be a healthy influence, but we have to know when we're not in a place to be that healthy influence and really take steps to kind of work on ourselves so that we can become who we want to be and not just say we are that person without actually taking those steps. What do you think? I agree with you 100%. She's going to have to work out what's happening happening in the divorce first. And because we don't know how he feels about her remaining in the daughter's life. She has this great relationship with the daughter's bio mom, but we don't know if he wants her there. And so that could be an ongoing problem. So definitely she needs to take care of herself first, let the divorce be done, settle that work, and then see what's possible with the daughter. I love that she wants to stay in her life, but she needs to take care of herself and heal first and let let the chips kind of fall with how the divorce is going to go. The other thing is like when relationships end or relationships have these pauses, sometimes we think that they have to, um, like the relationship with that bonus shot has to continue in the way that it always has been. But when you take a moment and you need healing, and this is with family in Mm -hmm. general, if you need to take a moment back so that you can have healing, you can still be engaged without being engaged the way that you have always been Mm -hmm. engaged, which means I may not be coming over every Sunday, but I sent you a text to say, hey, I love you. I'm checking on you. Everything doesn't have to always be all or nothing. She can send a little girl a card. She can send her a gift that says, hey, I love you. I'm still a part of your life, but she'll know that she's taking time to herself. Does anyone have any input or advice that they can offer? Because she'll actually listen to this podcast and get to hear from people who have maybe some experience or thoughts in the audience. No. Mother! Well, I was involved, I mean, I, in a, a relationship where there was a stepmother and 
that was me, and I made sure that the stepmother and I were good friends because we have three children together, and she was married to the father. So I think the mother, in this case, should not worry about that husband and that divorce, just do what she was doing for the child. I don't think the father would mind. Just do what she was doing. The divorce is a totally separate entity. Has nothing to do with her and her relationship. If the baby was three months old, that's her mother. That's all that baby knows. And she loves that baby, and that baby loves her. And the father would be very happy for her to do that. He might not take all the money in the divorce <laughs> if she... If she's been kind to that child. Yes, mother. He might not take everything. Yes, mother. I agree. I agree. I'm so here for everything you say. I want you to know. If think, nobody else supports I what you say, I think the $7,500 in coins. I was getting ready to say they might give it in one, coins. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If she oh, kind to his daughter, if he loves his daughter, and I'm sure he does, and she loves his daughter... You know, why, you know, just cut it like that. Let her, you know, the card and the text. You know, who texts a child? You know, send her a card. Go, go see her. Like you mother, a lot of people text children, mother. Mother, I know. Just letting you know, a lot of people text children. Most children text. <laughs> That's Today right. they do. That's right. I agree. She's okay. right. I think that if she loves a child and has been a part of the child's life, there's no reason for him for her to stop being Come. being an investment into her life. Come from down there. Come on. I and, enjoy and I love mother. that in the best case scenario, her. the father is kind and I happy. Enjoy That's her the best so case much. scenario. Well, you Sometimes not so woman much. Here who had a yes. Hi, I'm Evelyn from Mississippi. And I would just suggest that, yeah, I would suggest that she take care of herself in getting psychological care as well. Uh, we, in our culture, thinks that uh, being African American, we think that that's some type of taboo, that you're crazy. But we really need to take care of ourselves and seek psychiatric care or see a psychologist. Uh, or a professional counselor or a clinical social worker. Make sure or, they are okay. certified, mm -hmm. correct. Make sure they are certified in that. Going to your pastor is great, but he, if that pastor is not certified to deal with it, a lot of times they just say, pray about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what happens in my mind? Yeah. Because my mind needs self-care as well. So I would suggest that she do go get psychological care. Okay. I think it would be great to bring counseling into this, into this circle. Absolutely. Professional yes. counseling. Uh, I just say that I have a blended family. I have two girls, and my husband had two boys. And they were like 10 and 6 when we got married. And... When they started visiting us, which they lived in Washington, D.C., and we lived in Winter Haven, Florida. Mm. And when they would come, they wanted to call me Mama Gladys. I said, no, you just address me as Gladys because you have a mama. Mm. 
I don't want to be your mother. I just want to treat you like a child that I love. And it grew and grew, and we loved each other. And we learned to love each other. And when they got grown, I didn't know how my influence was on those boys. So the oldest boy came home with his wife and baby. And he said, you know, Gladys, I've been telling Tracy how you would uh, wake us up with breakfast ready and pancakes and, and this and that. And that made me feel good that they and I didn't try to compete with their mother because she knew how to raise boys. And I didn't. I had two girls. And now everybody and we and the, their mother and I are good friends. And she came one time to visit to see where her boys was living and what was going on. And we played whist. We played this. All right. We played a lot of stuff. All right. Nothing like board games to bring a family together. Yes. 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 Beautiful. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to move to the next question. And this is the last one. It says, hello, Pastor Sarah. I love you and all you do, but I need you and the delegation's help. I'm 27. I'm single. No kids. Making a good living. Out here living my best life. Traveling and just living life. I recently started dating and I met this great guy. He's 29, good looking, smart, intelligent, has a great job and crosses everything I want off my list. He is the total package and for the first time in a long time, I feel comfortable around a man and I just want to be around him all the time. But there's one thing. He is a father of three, seven, three, and one and a half. He asked me if this was a deal breaker, and I honestly don't know. I just don't know what I don't know. How do I figure out if this is something I can do, or do I just let it go? I know you're in a blended family and just want your opinion on should I fight for us or let us go. You're looking at me, but I believe she said, I know you're in a blended family, so should I fight? You're looking at me, but I'm looking at you like, meh. Well, it raises a few questions. It does raise a few questions. Uh-huh. Um, that one and a half year old is the biggest question. That's the biggest question of raised. all. Yes. yes. That one and a half is too new. That's what? a that's a that's a that's baby's new. One baby, baby is new. Is new. One that and a half. Is new. One and a half is new. It's one new. He could or could not be walking. Can't really talk much. Not either. potty trained. Not potty not trained. Potty trained. He, he needs a lot of attention. He don't really need to be dating. Nobody need to be a father to his kids. Uh, well, get him up in age before you start trying to date somebody. What else. age? What age though? I don't know. Not one and a half. You'll know it when you see it, huh? Yeah. But that is not it. <laughs> Potty trained and into school. I would recommend that when, once they are already in trained and <laughs> they are potty trained and you have to drop them off to somebody for eight hours and you have that eight hours to devote to somebody else then you can do it but this baby's diaper needs to be changed bottles need to be made you need to be a daddy and where is the mamas or mom <laughs> or mothers? Is it multiple baby we mamas? Know. We don't know mothers of children. We don't yeah. know how many yeah. mothers there are. Well, okay. I mean, I don't disagree with Cora in terms of I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker, 
but I'd be interested in the timing. She's, it doesn't sound like he was married to someone and had three children because she didn't mention that. So let's say in our worst case scenario, this is three kids, three mothers, and yeah. one of them is very small. In our worst, worst case scenario, case, what worst happens, case. I don't it know, happens. in Baltimore it happens a lot. I don't oh, know I what's know going on. I have no friends right okay. now with the Got same story, right? Not, so, not, not your time right for now. That, <laughs> for that reason, I might tell her to slow down and take some time because we don't know what the relationships are like between him and the mothers of these children. She needs to figure out the complication level that she might be walking into. And so I'd say slow back because that child is very small and sometimes relationships with someone with whom you've had children don't die all at once. Yeah. Those things can linger on for uh-huh. a while. And that child's one and a half. One and a half. There might be some lingering. Lingering. So I would say it's not a deal breaker, but I'd like to see some investigation. It's some lingering on lingering. that one and a half. Lingering. It's some lingering. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, it's some lingering on I'll that one pour, and a half. Pour. Thanks. Thanks it's for that. Lingers. Also, is child support being taken straight out his check? Okay. Because that's always... A, okay. Okay. Just asking. Well, see, All right. The, about that great job with the drafting my of the what check. What happened at the first session that the young man said what, that I don't think we took into account was the children mm-hmm. and how they how now they have to take on this new woman into their lives and how that may cause some confusion for them because they're not they're not old enough to really understand what mm-hmm. is happening mm-hmm. with daddy and this new girlfriend versus their mothers. Yes. Is there anyone here who wants to say one thing, one person court and you know what court come on this section please. Okay. See if it's somebody over here who She's has keeping one me from thing. Mother. She's keeping me from mother. Oh, oh, Y'all can there. spend some time and together. She looks like fun. Yeah, I haven't seen seen her raise her hand once okay. today. I like one this jacket you have on. What is that? See through? <laughs> Not yeah. on the face Whoa, of the Look at you. Oh, oh, come on through. See through and fishnet. My name's Lachelle. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I, I say it's a deal breaker. Um, she's what 26, successful, 27, mm-hmm. still young, still young. I, I think she has time to um, settle down, find herself, and 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 really know what she wants. Because not that she wants uh, a challenge <laughs> in raising three kids and the drama that comes with it, and if she wanted to. Um, do that struggle love thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's in her list, that struggle love thing, because he got three young kids, that's uh, child support, child care, you know, there's, there's no date nights, there's cheap dates, I mean. Cheap dates. How many kids, do you, do you have children? I got one. Yeah, one. you sound like you talking, sis, like you know. I, I mean, I'm in my 30s, so, you know, if I can go back. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk. Dr. Nell going to talk to you a little later. Anyway, I mean, anyway. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. It, it depends on, I, I think she should find herself and know what she wants. Mm-hmm. And, and look at her list and analyze her list. Even me, even me just telling her list to somebody that's um, mature in relationships, that knows relationships and things like that. Because I think that's trouble. And he's in his 20s and meaning that he's probably immature and... <laughs> All right, sis. Right? Yeah. Really we All don't right, know sis. that to be true. Coy, okay. let's we, talk to a man. Yes, I know we'll, you. We, we like the male perspective. Yes. One. Oh, there's yes. One. My, my name is Ralph Hamlin. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It seems like there's a lot of variables here. Mm-hmm. So 
the young lady to me, if I'm the young lady and he tells me he's got three kids, to me, that's a red flag. Two, right? Wave it. Um, the last baby's only a year and a half old, correct? Mm-hmm. So the, he just got out of that relationship. So why? Right, right. So the baby's young, okay? And the woman, she's got all this going on. Why is she so needy? You understand what I'm saying? So to me, she's too needy. Wow. She don't know who she is with all, even all the education she's got. Okay? So, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of character issues here with the guy. Mm-hmm. So she got to check herself. I'm be like, okay, year and a half? To me, that's a red flag. You know, when you see a red flag, anything in America, all over the world, say red, that means stop. Stop. That's and true. that's what we say. Stop. Stop. Think. Think about what you're doing. Okay, one last guy, and then we're going to close out. He's over there, Cord. He's burning down in his spirit. <laughs> it's burning. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. <laughs> Me and my wife, we just got married a year. We just right. celebrating the year. See, this is my third marriage. All right. I made plenty Y'all, mistakes. Let's congrats. We didn't. I made yeah, plenty okay. mistakes. But until I can sought to God and surrender unto him, for he could show me and teach me what love really was, amen, I wasn't a man anyway until I learned to be a man of God. And that is taking my direction from him. Now, we cannot make no judgment on what another person feels and so forth. All we can do is tell them, get counseling and seek God for the answer, you know, because God is love. And anything other than that is nothing but an invitation of something that, that, that is not real. Because most of us get married because of our emotions, you know, and our feelings, you know. And love is not, it's love is long-suffering. That means that when you get to make a commitment, when you love somebody, it's not because of the way you feel, it's because of your commitment unto them. Amen. Right, wrong, and indifferent. So before she make that mistake, since she has not been married and she has not have any kids, then she get counseling. Have them together in counseling. But they can get all the answers, but she know exactly what she's going into, but she can know what to pray for and what to ask God for. That's All right. great. And congratulations. I I, yes, congrats. congratulations and blessings. You know, third time's a charm. Fab Fit Fun has become one of my favorite ways to self-care, and their new winter box is on sale now. Fab Fit Fun is a women's lifestyle subscription box with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products that are delivered straight to your doorstep each season. These boxes sell out fast, so sign up for yours today. I am still so obsessed with my Shea Butter Hand Cream from my first box. Take a look around their website and explore the brand and products so you can see some of the goodies they send out each month. The box itself retails for $49.99, but it has a value of over $200. Use coupon code EVOLVE for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. Again, that's coupon code EVOLVE for $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. 
One thing that we do at the end of the podcast is everyone just share something that they're learning about themselves or learning about their relationship with God. Mm. I shared a little bit earlier that on November 2nd, I was supposed to be in Richmond, Virginia, and we had been traveling for, I think it was like 18 cities in 20 days, something crazy. And I woke up at 5 a.m. to take my flight to go to Richmond and preach, and I just could not do it. Like, I couldn't pull from that. You know, there's this side of you when you got to get stuff done that you just decide, like, it don't matter how I feel, like, I'm getting up, I'm doing it. I just couldn't find that version of myself. I had never felt so mentally, emotionally, and spiritually drained. And I told my husband, I just, I can't do it. I can't get up and make this happen. And I was telling um, them earlier that I felt a lot of guilt and shame like I have this purpose and God has blessed me and anointed me and for some reason now when I'm supposed to step into my purpose I don't have what it takes and now I'm like is God going to strip me strip me from it did I miss my opportunity did I miss my moment to make God proud and I really felt like in my own personal prayer and devotion time that God told me that he didn't change my purpose he didn't change the message that created my life and my purpose but he is changing the method and I think sometimes we can be so married to the method that when God changes the method, we think that we missed our window altogether. And what I'm learning is God is making me more disciplined and more responsible so that I can go the long haul instead of just jumping on everything that comes my way. And I think that um, hopefully that's a word for other people in this room. When God has changed his method, he hasn't changed the message that brought you into your purpose, that has brought you into your destiny. So don't be afraid to ask God, what is the method now? Because the truth is, if you're still here, if you're still in this moment, then God says there's still a job on this earth that only you can do. Only you can raise that child. Only you can be in that marriage. Only you can make things work. But I changed my method. And so our job is to stay surrendered to how God is using us from season to season and not be so married to the method that we miss out on how he's constantly changing, growing, and evolving us in our own purpose. That's awesome. I I love what you're saying because God's been dealing with me about purpose as well. And one of the things he's been pushing me to remember is that his purpose for me is within me. It's not out here. It's not a journey. It's not a ministry. It's not a business. It's not build a family. It's not external. His purpose is inside of me. And if you can't define your purpose in terms of what's in you, what God made you to do, how he made you to best exemplify some aspect of his character. So my purpose is to heal hearts. That's my purpose all the time. So I might be doing it in this setting. I might be in a therapy room one-on-one with somebody, or I might be speaking in front of thousands of people, or I might just give a word to somebody in the grocery store line that just touches them that day. I'm always on purpose as long as I'm living out that thing inside of me. So like you said, it's not about the method. It's not about the vehicle. Don't get obsessed with that, but fulfill your purpose in little ways every day, and you'll never feel like you're out of his will. Um, What God has been really teaching me is to give myself permission to honor what he's doing um, and not what I'm doing. I think that so often we can kind of get in a rush of what's happening in our lives that we don't take a moment to really honor the experiences that God grants in our lives. And so he's teaching me how to just stop 
and take a moment to really give myself permission to be okay with all the feelings, to have all the feelings, to really see what he's doing and to acknowledge this experience. And, and I think that it's wonderful for you all because a lot of you, this is your first cruise. And if you're not careful, the hustle and bustle of it will rush past you before you really get a moment to sit and honor what God has done in your life by bringing you here and giving you these experiences. And so God has just been pressing upon me to give myself permission to honor what he is doing and appreciate the natural authenticity of his hand in my life. Beautiful. Before we close out, will you just pray over purpose in this room? Purpose oh, it would be my pleasure. Yes, okay. Spirit of the living God, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge that we are because of your purpose. We acknowledge that your purpose lives inside of us. We acknowledge that we can do because of your purpose. And we ask, oh God, that you continue to show us what is in us so that we can do it outside of us. We ask, oh God, that you would give us direction, that you would align us in your perfect will and your perfect way. Teach us how to be disciplined in your direction. Teach us how to follow you when we don't want to. Teach us how to submit and surrender to your will and your way. Teach us how to care for those who you have placed in our lives to give their gifts to us, God. Teach us how to appreciate the gifts that you give to us and to be able to pour into others. I thank you, God, that we are not the same, but we are ever transformed because of the power that works within us. And I ask, oh God, that you continue to Push us, continue to press us, continue to birth through and in us. Give us a heart to forgive and give us a heart to receive forgiveness. And we give you praise for we believe that it is so. And so it is. Amen and amen again. God bless Thank you, you guys all. For Good night. Coming. Good night.